Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Why am I alive? What is my purpose? And I think we can relate with taking one step forward and then 10 back some days. (laughs) It seems like I was going, I had a wind streak going on. And then something happens and we get pushed down and we wonder, hey, why am I not a finished product? But friend, each one of us is a work in progress. That's it. It's a process. It's a daily thing. It's, I'm a work in progress and I just want to keep making steps. The theme verse for this month is right out of Ephesians chapter 2. It says, verse 10, for we are his workmanship. Get a picture that you're created by God. You're, the New Living Translation puts it this way. You're his masterpiece. This is so neat. We're created in Christ Jesus for what? To do something, to work. Good works. It's, work is good. I know we think it's bad, but it was originally created. It is good. Which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. But friend, you're not a human doing. You're a human being. And in every team, there's always going to be a me. So no matter what you do, there's a me do and a we do. So if me is not healthy when I do, then my purpose will start to then not only taint others, but I'll get it distorted because I'll define by how I have output. And so today is titled this, The 10-Year Overhaul. Pete Scazzaro puts it this way, that when you get in Christ, you're brand new, but it could take 10 years to get the new operating system of heaven downloaded, to be renewed, to be developed. On the stage, we have uh, several books that kind of help the journey. And this one's Emotionally Healthy Leader. And if someone's brave enough, you can grab one of these, keep a second one for the next service. But this is the Emotionally Healthy Leader. If you're like, man, I want to be someone who has deep roots. This Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, just beginning the journey, what you see, it's the iceberg analogy, just the tip, but then under is a whole bunch of junk. Oh, that's each one of us. Don't get it distorted. This is Garden City, work, rest, the art of being human. Emotionally healthy leader here as well, so you could actually get two different copies of these. And so there's two that you could take, emotionally healthy leader, two you could take of spirituality, and two you could take of the road back to you. So if you're familiar with the whole Enneagram journey, which is not the gospel, but it helps us develop more of ourself, okay? So get this loud and clear, that this journey of you learning yourself will change the game. It is the 10-year overhaul. So anyone who's got a quick fix, be very weary. Yellow light, red light. Tim Keller, he puts it this way. It took him 21 years to find his personal rhythms. What? Sounds exhausting. T.D. Jakes, in an interview, he said that he's so confident because he spent so much time dating himself, he knows all of his weaknesses and all of his insecurities. And he's been replacing that with the truth of heaven. Romans 12 
today is where we're at. In verse two, it says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. I like Transformers. It goes all the way back to as a kid in the 80s. I remember my grandma one time took me to Meyer. She goes, you got $10 to spend on a toy? And I just wanted the $20 Transformer. She leveled up. She had a little grace for me that day. And I remember I put it, you know, turned it from a truck into, uh, you know, Optimus Prime in the car. And it was so fun, so neat to not even look at the instructions, but to be, to transform it into its new. So we have this opportunity to be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good pleasing, and perfect will of God. Why in the world would we want to discern what is God's will? Because once we recognize what we've been saved from and how much we're loved, we want to naturally respond, I want to know everything about God. I want to date him. I want to know him. I want to know his heart's desires. I want to be able to discern what is good, what pleases him. Now, I don't have to. I get to because he created me. He loves me. He loves you. He created you. He loves you. Our purpose in life is to be one with God, each other, and to do all work for and with our Father. Don't miss this today, for real. Don't come to just exercise for an hour, wrestle with this. Think about that. How close am I with the Father? Am I walking with one with him? Am I one with each other? And am I working for him and with him? I've heard it once said that the closer I get to God, the further away I feel. I'll give you a little tip. Having Jesus carry me for 20 years, the closer I get to him, the more junk I recognize in me. How is that possible? Well, because he's holy, he's perfect, and I'm not. So therefore, when I get close to him, I don't feel condemnation, though. Now I keep letting his spirit renew me, renew my mind to be transformed, and it's an opportunity to let God transform us or to conform to the world's ways all the time. See, the best work the Lord is doing is not through me, but in me. Come on, we all want to do something great with our lives. We want to ship a product. I want to look back and say, look what we did. The greatest thing we'll ever do is say yes to Jesus. It really is as simple as that. And then from that place, we then work because we are not robots. We do not want to conform to the world's ways. There's a little, uh, today was TBS, it's Throwback Sunday. There's a music video we did 12 years ago now. It's called I'm Not a Robot. And it, and it shows the, uh, this character who's getting programmed with the world's ways, conforming to the world's ways, being forced. It's almost like being taken captive from the enemy and hijacked with all of the bombardingness of the world's ways, but then to be set free is to then say, okay, I am now being renewed in my mind in God's word. Well, anyways, let's watch this music video and you will see your boy looking about uh, 14 years old. Anyways, check this out. 
And get out of the rat race to chase the cheese heat identity And be free with godly content and live pure Man, I know how hard it gets But we represent the king by him we've been sent We defined by that one that's as cool as it gets So stay real I turn the programs off Break the mold, let's go, they can't clone us all Yo, I am not a robot Round the world thinking so high But yo, it's so not That, uh, if you wonder, that was like commentary to Romans 12. And God used hip-hop music. God made music. And that would be kind of exegeting the passage, thinking about it for today's day and age. Don't conform to the world's ways. Don't conform to this age. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Galatians 5, look at it this way. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus... Have, been cru- have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. The flesh has a desire and a passion. But we put to death when we're in Christ our flesh. Put to death it. Something doesn't die just easy, does it? You gotta starve it. There's a detoxing, even. Some of us, we've been feeding the wrong operating system for so long. That's why the 10-year overhaul has to take place. We've got to put to death this. There's only one person ultimately we want to be like, and that is Jesus. God is warning us often, trying to teach us the right operating system, trying to get all of the kingdom fully free in us, that's already been awakened in us, that's already alive in us, but for us to not muddy it and murky it and get the clouds and just to push that shame away and say, man, we want all of God. And how we do that, we surrender. But the warnings come because the attacks are real. In a picture of this, going back to Genesis chapter 4, maybe you're familiar with the story Cain and Abel, where Cain kills his brother. But Genesis 4 verse 6 says this, Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you furious? Like, why are you consumed with this age? Anger's not in my kingdom. Anger's not like me. You can be angry and sin not, but why are you furious and it's leading to something? Watch. And why do you look despondent? If If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? Like, okay, hey, God's path. The devil's path. 
God's got a plan for you, but so does the devil. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Not even knocking, kind of crouching. Ever knocked on that door and then hid? Open the door. What's out here? Ah! <laughs> sin is crouching at the door, and it desire is for you. But you must, this is our job, friend. What are we called to do? Rule over sin. God has given us power. God lives in us. But we must rule over it. But Cain chooses the other path like so many of us have chose throughout our life. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and he killed him. What's crazy about this is there was a warning first. I think today is a big warning for us because we know that anytime we're caught up in the enemy's schemes, man, it doesn't lead to health. It doesn't lead to freedom. But whom the Son set free is free indeed. There's no condemnation. When you're in Jesus, you belong to him. But now we get the honor to let him have full reign daily. Christianity's a daily thing. We're not a finished product. We're a work in process. In progress, it's us. The process, the progress, the steps, the days. So what do we do? We got to get the lies out. We got to get the truth in. What are the lies? We got to get them out. The lies, all those images that were on his face, we got to get those lies out. And you might say, well, I already got a bunch of lies out. Okay, how do we know though? <laughs> the whole point of a lie is you actually don't know when you're believing it. To get the truth in. What truth? Are you, are, are you right? Am I right? I don't like saying I feel or I think. I like knowing what does God feel? What does God think? And what's objectively true? You know, there's this thing called subjective and objective. Objective is something that we can all look at, but subjective is eh, it's subject to different conditions, our opinions, our thought, our perspective, our angles, the nuances of life. You guys get it. So as we get the truth in, it's going to be a, a long process. And to illustrate this, I got some pictures of uh, the homie Sergio who's in the crowd. He's been putting together a Jeep and for four years been crafting, cooking up this thing, you know. And at the beginning, the Jeep just starts out with like an engine, you know. No one's like, hey, can I drive that thing? I'm not yet. <laughs> when you fall in love with the process, you realize that the beauty is in the journey. And then slowly but surely they work on it and 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 they do and they do and they do and they do and then the next slide, it's eventually done. We may never see the full glimpse of what done looks like for us on this side, but don't get discouraged. Let the 10-year overhaul happen. Don't think this Jesus thing is a quick, quick moment. It's not. So me as an individual, I am free to be me, but then I have to do the me work, the me do, to call it that way today. The me do is there's different personalities. There's different, okay, how many know in your family that there's different ways that people respond to conflict or there's different ways that people like to respond to have fun, right? There's different there's different app. There's, we're we're kind of hardwired differently. Well, I, I'll illustrate this. John 20, look at this. 
Doubting Thomas, he says this. He says, the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to him, if I don't see the mark and the nails in his hands, put my finger in the mark of the nails and put my hand inside his side, I will never believe. This is where Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. It's like, mm, a skeptic. Some of us were skeptics. But a week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. And even though the doors were locked, Jesus came, and he stood among them, and he said, peace be with you. Jesus always comes to us first. We didn't go to him. Then Thomas said, Put your finger, or then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. And Thomas responded to him, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said, because you've seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe us. All right, well, let's take this a little further. Let's look at the disciples. We got Thomas, skeptic, doubting Thomas. Peter walks on water, cuts an ear off of a soldier, denies Jesus. So Peter's pretty externally like, if you watch Dude Perfect, he's kind of like rage monster. He's, he's ah, I'm going to do this. He has great highs, great lows. What about John the Beloved? Oh, the disciple whom Jesus loves. He'd be more in care ministry. He just wants to listen to you. He wants to hold you. He wants to hear how hard life's been. He wants to remind you that you're loved. God has wired each one of us differently. Some are mission-driven first. Some are people-driven first. Doesn't make one right or wrong, but you have to date yourself. How are we wired? Now, as we're becoming renewed in our minds, we're becoming more like Christ daily, but how we start and how God's reaching us, we got to understand ourselves, date ourselves. So date me today. Play the game, me versus me. What's your purpose? It's me versus me, which is really hard. You know the hardest person to lead? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You don't know that yet? Come on. little feedback, 10 a.m. Hardest person to lead is you. Why are you acting like it's somebody else? Your purpose is actually to let God lead you and you lead yourself. That's it. And then that's liberating. It's actually scary, though, to do the me work. That's where... Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Romans 12, 2, man. Be transformed. Renew. Be transformed today. Renew the mind. The word transformed is the same word that's used when Jesus was transfigured. He shined. So bright. The disciples saw, whoa, transfigured. Like, whoa, what's going on? angelic, to be metamorphosed, changed. That's where the original Greek word comes from, to be transformed, the glorious state. So picture this today. When you're being transformed, you're being like transfigured. You're being changed. Metamorphosis is taking place. That is so powerful. And then to be renewed is, is to, to renovate or it's a complete change for the better. And then to discern is to ultimately test or examine. Some of the things we don't, can I just go here for a minute? I'm not sure we test or examine our new sources. I'm not sure we test or examine our social media algorithms and our echo chambers. 
I'm not sure we test or examine our nation and other nations, what's going on. I think we instantly come to conclusions and say, but first principle thinking is, I might not know, and apply that for a moment. First principle thinking is, if God knows, then his way is always better. Parents, you know when you tell your kids something, right? It's to love them and to lead them. This is what God's always doing, but we got to see his words not as heavy or hard, but freeing, transforming, renewing. Uh, Hippocrates going all the way back to like 400 BC, okay? He's a physician who developed these four medical kind of hardwired temperaments. As Thomas is different than John and, and Peter, and they approach kind of the game differently, these temperaments, you might, you might have heard of personality tests to become, um, you know, to d- discover how to how you're hardwired, but at these last 20 years dating myself and learning more about each other, the personality tests have helped me. Not excuses to be a crutch like I'm this way. Love languages, married people, you know that? Like, is it words of affirmation? Is it acts of service? Like, how do you like to be loved? You know, love and respect. These things, and they give us tools, not excuses or even to use as blame. Well, I'm just this way. You know, I, this is how I respond to things. But they're liberating. And Hippocrates came out with these four categories. There's melancholy, phlegmatic, there's sanguine, and there's cleric. And uh, melancholy, do we have that chart? It should be the slide before the personality test. If we don't, it's all good. I'll just explain it. I wasn't sure if they saw it. But to explain it is this. A melancholy is kind of conscious thinking, cautious, worst case scenario, you already thought of somebody. Phlegmatic is somebody who's steady, supportive, peaceful, quiet, my wife. Sanguine is somebody who's influencing, inspiring, and loves to be the life of the party. And a cleric is somebody who's kind of dominating and likes to get stuff done myself. But as we learn each other and we're ultimately becoming more like Christ, we can serve each other better. A temperament, it refers to a behavior style. It's more of the how. It's a personality that describes what a person does or why they do things. All right, if you still hear me, I know we're covering a lot of ground. Clap once. Clap twice if you still hear me. And three times with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There we go. All right, here's a list of tests you could take. Okay, again, the gospel is by itself. But here's some tests that I think I would encourage you to do. Personality Plus is these four. All of these kind of uh, have these, this four woven into it, which I see in the text everywhere of how people kind of engage situations. And remember, we're a body, so we fit together. We have a head. So we actually need each other. You might do the Enneagram. Uh, you might be into the disc. I'm super into Kobe, um, Myers-Briggs. But ultimately, this one has helped me more than anything because this is a disciple. Being an emotionally healthy disciple. Taking a geneogram that your parents' issues have impacted your life more than you want to admit. Your grandparents, your great, great, great geneogram, and to do the necessary soul work, which is what? Slow work to get healthy. Me versus me. Me versus me. I want to just become more like Jesus. I want to know him, and I, I want him to renew my mind. I, I, it's going to take time, friend. You've got to be patient with yourself. 
But in every team, there's also we. Let's be honest, there's another game that it's we versus we. So if it's we versus we, what, what, what do we do? Well, sometimes we will disagree. And there's a perfect example of this in Acts 15. And in Acts 15, we're, we're going to realize that there's more than one way we can score a touchdown. You can run the ball. You can pass the ball. You can score a touchdown. Or you can intercept, and you could return it for a touchdown. There's different ways to score a touchdown. There's different ways that we can do ministry. And in fact, what you're going to see is Paul is probably mission-driven. He's very task-oriented. But Barnabas is very relationship, people-driven first. We're always people-driven, but some of us have a bent towards mission more than it is care. And this is why we need each other. And there's a sharp disagreement. Look at this, Acts 15, 36. And after some time had passed, Paul said to, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit brothers and sisters in every town where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take along John, who was called Mark. Paul insisted that they should not take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and has, had not gone on with them to do the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. My pastor says in, in, in uh, the Greek understanding there would be equivalent to ripping a door off the hinges. That's how much of a, 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 a this is a church fight, y'all. Church fight, you ever heard of church, church splits? Oh, you don't think church splits have happened? COVID, just watch the body of Christ. Church splits have happened left and right. I'm not sure we chose Christ. So let me lean in for a minute. I think maybe we chose our preferences more than we did choose Jesus. But renewing our mind takes that level of humility. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I am saying I say I don't know a lot. But one thing I do know, Jesus and his word, and that's what I want to be led by. And they parted company, and Barnabas took Mark. Barnabas takes Mark. It's his cousin. So he's biased with him and sails off to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed. He's like, ah, no, no. He can help me for this mission. We have a task. And being commended by the brothers and sisters to the grace of the Lord, he traveled to Syria and Sicilia, uh, Sia, and strengthened the churches. So Paul's mission was to strengthen churches. Barnabas had maybe a bent in that particular moment to say, hey, I'm going to take Mark. Scriptures neither, they do not say if one was right or wrong. So in the game of we, sometimes both of us, we will depart, but we're still doing the same mission, and we need to know this. This takes uh, maturity. Let's grow up. I think the body of Christ is a remnant right now. That's Romans 11. You can look at that later. Because incarnate leadership means, so incarnate is us. We can't escape the, 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 the reality that God is, God is always going to use you and me. Why can't he just come back and set up a, a holy angel hierarchy? He wants to use us. Incarnate, our incarnate leadership means he is using me and using we to partner in the kingdom being active in the world. But we got to understand, to do something great, it involves me, it involves we, and i got to work on me, and we got to work on us. Come on, let it be the quick fix seminar. No, 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 this is a 10-year overhaul. If that Jeep took four years, may I just be more like Christ throughout my whole lifetime? Sometimes I will take one step forward and ten back. That's okay. He's 
using we to partner in the kingdom, being active in the world. A few more slides. I want to call up the worship team. and This is kind of more of a... Really wanted to get the content downloaded in us that over the next three months and years, you'll hear the invitation of heaven inviting you in. And you'll start saying no to the knocking at the door from sin. You'll say, hmm, I think the Lord's calling me to transform, to renew, so that I can test and know what's like God. Study Jesus, therefore I can find a phony. Jesus is the one who set us free. My purpose in life is it's for me to be me and to be one with God through Jesus and we to be one with each other in Jesus. So if you had to wrap it up with a bow today, well, the chapter started this way. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. This is kind of the opportunity we have to close today. We can decide to leave this place saying, just not ready. I don't want to sacrifice. The world has got, it's holding me so strong that I, I don't even know where to detox. I don't even know where to, how to untangle. I don't even know there's so much shame. There's so much regret. And, and I've hidden that by so much so that it's doubling down in my own way, in my own path. I think a mistake we could make is right now, hey, this sermon's for someone else. I know a really good friend or a family member that really needs to hear. Man, they got, they got, they're just programmed like a robot right now. The Bible always reminds us to first take out the log in our own eye. Like, God, make me more like you. I want to be living a life that gives up, surrenders as a sacrifice. Like, here I am, Lord. Have my life. Renew me. To renew me. To renew me in what? It's just Jesus. Just Jesus. You know why I've been off uh, social media more this last year? Not just because it was like totally, like just a whole bunch of whatever. It's just because I just wasn't sure that it was helping my soul. I wasn't sure that I felt like I was on the defense. I'm like, dang, dude, like, one, Jesus didn't even have social media, and he withdrew often. People were like, where's Jesus? I don't know. And then you find him. I'm with my father. Chill out. All right, let's go. Jesus, the waves are crazy right now. Oh, you have little faith. We got so much of the world in us, but the first step is to admit that. And to say, hey, do not be consumed with this age. Be transformed. So if we're just to take that second half, today I want to commit to be transformed. I want to commit to be renewed. I want to say yes to the Father. I don't know how. The first step is just say I surrender. Oh my goodness. 
It's like there's a GPS signal of the Holy Spirit just rushes in when somebody says, help God. I don't know how, just help. And he does it. 10 out of 10 times. We got to disconnect and connect. Connect to two sources today. Here would be the action item. Time with God. There is nothing we can do to speed up the 10-year overhaul. When I spend time to open up his word, to worship him, and to pray. I don't know how to pray. What are you struggling with? Say it. I'm mad. Say it. Watch. Watch what happens. I wish I had X, Y, Z. Say it. Watch what it'll do. I'm really confident that the Lord has a way of reaching us in freshness, fresh, neat ways. And uh, the second thing would be time with yourself. To process with God, but to really be intentional. Maybe this week, this month. There's no substitution for somebody else's prayer time. There's no substitution for somebody else's walk with God. You have to have one yourself. And if to love you enough, you might not know where to start. It's all good. Start in the word. Start with a Bible verse a day. Start with getting offline. Start with you. Only you know. Come on, man. Only you know. That one friend that's just maybe leading you in a place in a way that's deceptive. Yourself that you're leading people in a way that's deceptive. Don't give in to the enemy's plan. God's plan is better better. So as Paul urged us, I urge you as well today, I urge myself to spend some time with Jesus. So let's do that. We don't have to leave. Most church services are about like hour and a half, two hours. We already told the uh, kids in the back, we're actually doing a three-hour service today. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Will you close your eyes? I want to read this scripture over you. Right now, we're kind of exercising time with God and we're going to read his word. And I'm getting to be the uh, um, narrator. And Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9 says this. And I speak this over us today. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Paul's reminding us as we watched his life to renew our minds and to think on what's like God. God, I thank you for your children today. I pray that the, the, the darkness leaves, the doubt, the insecurities, the regret, all the mistakes are gone. And we say yes to be living sacrifices as we worship you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelancing.com.